and again, like, great. If you can find love again for whatever reason, we're here for that. <laughs> of course. Yeah, of course. <laughs> we hope you find love again. <laughs> I wasn't just meaning if someone died. <laughs> Hey, ladies, and welcome back to Herspective. Before we started, I was trying to find my headphones, and I have, like, three purses on the go, and I just, like, was thinking, like, how, like, women are so funny. Like, I have three different purses. Each one has, like, three different lipsticks or lip glosses in it. Of course. Plus, like, God knows what else. And I'm just like, how? why Why am I like this? Why do I live this way? You know, when you <laughs> said that, I was thinking, I bet I know exactly what you mean. Um, I bet you all women can relate to that. I have two on the go only. Um, but obviously in them is separate lip glosses. And then, like, for me, I always have Kleenex because of my allergies. So <laughs> I always have, like, Kleenexes and coin, you know. Yeah, like random coins and yeah, and and which the, is weird because whoever has cash on them, but I always have coins. <laughs> yeah, same. I yeah, where did the coins come from? If I never yeah. ever have cash, it's a mystery. Yeah. Very weird. <laughs> but no, the lip thing I was laughing at about myself because each purse has like a variation of the same thing, and I'm like, of course, like. But the thing is, I don't buy three different ones because I plan on having three purses on the go. I just keep buying the same thing, even though probably because I can't find it or I think I can't because in one of multiple purses. So I'm just like, oh yeah, that's a, that's a nude lip stick. Oh, that's a nude lip liner. That's a nude. (laughs) Well, you like what you like. So you're going to always buy that. But it's like, did you ever see that meme? That's like, I moved my car chapstick and replaced it with my purse chapstick and now my life is out of order. And it's so true because I have definitely a car chapstick, definitely like my car gum. And then if anything were to get out of whack and I had to replace it with something else, like I have to put my, I have my purse chapstick, my bedside table chapstick, my bathroom chapstick, my desk chapstick. So if any of those go missing, then it's like a nightmare. I hate it. Like I feel that maybe you don't need that many chapsticks. No, I just need to have it at at any time, wherever I am, I need to be able to put my arm out and grasp a chapstick. <laughs> it's a safety blanket. I'm doing it right now. I'm putting chapstick on right now. It's I don't know if it's like a safety blanket. It's a it's a self-induced safety blanket. Like people that don't aren't addicted to chapstick know that you if you it's like deodorant. If you start using it, then you'll always need it forever. You know what I mean? If you don't start using it, then you'll never need it. So some people just don't use chapstick. It's fucking weird. I mean, I, I do and I don't. Like, I, I'm not dependent on it. But actually, that, like, makes me think about everybody has – well, not everybody, obviously. But, like, I feel I, – and I wonder what our listeners are – like, what their thing is. Because my thing is, like, a water canister oh, bottle well, I, of some I'm like sort. that with like, water, too. <laughs> like, it's – but, like, people aren't. And I find it so weird because people are like, oh, like – I feel like I need a glass of water or I need a drink. And I'm like, how do you just not always have like a water canister of some sort with you? Like I cannot, I do not go anywhere. I do not do anything without like, and I have a million of them without my water. Like it's just, it's part of my yeah. body. It's like an extension Mine of my, my being. Mine are my mason jars. I have to have my mason jar full of water 
again at arm's grasp at all times like i some people go to bed with no water beside their bed's table and i'm like you are no yeah like yeah you you don't want to wake up tomorrow you just want to die because i would (laughs) never be able to go to bed without a water there i would never even in my like drunkest night would i be able to go to bed without a water there but i also am like weird like i would never go to bed without washing my face yeah you you're one of those people i'm i can go to bed without washing my face but the water, same. Like, and I have gone to bed without the water and immediately, like, regretted it. That moment you wake up and you're, like, and in the middle of the night or in the morning sinks. and you're just like, what am I going to do? Like, I, feel I can't like go I just, on. <laughs> no, I literally, I might die. I would literally roll over. I'm like, Ian, where is my water? Because he always fills it up and brings it into bed for me. Of course <laughs> Some he does. spoiled brat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if, if I don't have it, I will immediately check Justin's side and chug all of his water because i have no consideration i'm not worried if he wakes Does, up parched. do you guys like, have separate waters of course oh we don't oh we no no because ian Ian no goes henry can mommy record please okay sorry guys you might hear that throughout this recording um so yeah, Ian's one of those people that doesn't need water, but he knows that I do. So anyways, so yeah, the the sociopath I mentioned is I guess Ian. <laughs> well, I think I've like instilled this in my children cuz now they're like they have to have like their little water jug with them. So it's not a bad thing. I mean, I'm like of all the habits to make you build, like this is probably a good one. But it it just blows my mind like the way people operate without like having water like when we we know people and I have like a few friends that are like yeah I just like maybe I'll have like a sip of water in the day maybe I'll go a whole day without it and I'm just like how how yeah like how do you live also but seriously how do you live because I feel like water is a necessity like when do you get the water if you never want to drink water and you're never thirsty when do you drink it how do you stay alive so uh, what is it? You can go like three days without water or is that fair? I don't know what it is it, before you die. So if you're not drinking the water, how are you alive? I don't understand it. And how are you not like the most parched person ever? Like I, don't know. I, I can't go minutes without things, it. Right. Like, I don't know. Coffee, tea. I, I it, it, it boggles my mind. But like I just it made me like looking for my headphones just made me think of all the little weird isms and quirks and habits that people have and. Clearly, mine is, like, having this exact same lipstick in every single bag and then also having, like, the water be part of my person. Um, But, yeah, like, let us know what your little quirks are. Like, do you have to have something? Are you like, Jess, you need a chapstick? Like, what, what are your... What are your things? I'm curious about this because, like, I do notice it in other people and, like, what they always have and how they operate, so. Yes, guys, please tell us. I love hearing about people's quirks like that. It's so interesting to me and it's so funny, like, how different yet the same we all really are. Like, (laughs) we're so, I don't know, quirky. (laughs) Yeah, people are quirky. Um, Yeah. But, yeah, no. So, I mean, that's not the point of our episode today, but it was just something that uh, popped in. Um, Also, like... Jess is having some difficulties with her new puppy. And oh, can you guys that, hear? <laughs> that reminded me of I was in the store the other day and, and like Lawas and a kid was screaming like oh. like blood curdling scream. And I had my youngest son with me and I was just like, 
someone shut that kid up. <laughs> but I mean, I, but at the same time, I was like, I get it. I told, I've been there a million times. And I said to Cole, I said, you know, I'm so glad you're not in that stage anymore. And he, he was sort of like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, you did that too. Like sometimes <laughs> and they have no idea, of course. Right. And I'm like, it's just so funny because you have no idea that yes, there was multiple occasions that you were being pushed in the grocery cart, screaming your head off. And I had to just keep shopping. And so hearing that and then also like the dog thing I'm like maybe I don't want a dog again for to be a little honest, while at this point and like I I think I forgot way too much about what it was to have a puppy like it is so much work <laughs> and like I said like I've had dogs so it should not be this much of a shock but it really is and you know I know that Henry is like <laughs> He, if he was a person, he'd be one of those big personalities that everyone, like, can hear in the room, you know? He's just, like, that kind of a dog. But he, like, right now, we have been talking for less than 10 minutes, and I look around, I see three Ps. Like, why? Why? So, anyways, uh, yeah, I'm losing my mind. So, no, people, <laughs> that- if you're considering getting a dog, just... You know, really think about it. If you're considering having children, also think about it. <laughs> I feel like I'd rather have the kids at this point. Like, I feel like a kid is easier than a puppy. Ugh. Like, and also, my I ha- had to hire a trainer for Henry um, just because I don't want to, like, you know, go further with any issues. And she literally said to me today, and Henry is 12 weeks now. She's like, I would never get a puppy under 12 weeks. Like, those weeks from eight to 12 is when most, most people get a dog is at eight weeks. She's like, it's just chaotic and a nightmare. And I just won't subject myself to it. I'm like, what? I didn't know that was a, a thing. I didn't know I could request that. Like, Well, I thought- you know what? That's interesting that she said that because while we're on this topic, I often wonder because when I see like things being posted or people telling me they're getting a puppy and they're saying they get it at like eight or 10 weeks or something. Yeah. I thought that they weren't supposed to leave their mom until like 12 weeks. So I don't know. Is it like no, something that's happening that's time. getting earlier and earlier and earlier? No. Even with my puppies that I had with my previous dog, we uh, got rid of her two puppies at eight weeks. And one of them was just under because she was like, she was ready to go. And I think that's how my Henry was. Um, you know, I think he was one of those dogs that was just ready to like break free and, and, uh, get the hell out of there. And because when my, my friend got his brother, so when they're together, Henry is just like, you know, two pounds heavier, um, at, at the time, uh, way bigger, way more dominant. And he just like ran the show. So I assume the reason I got mine discounted was because they're like, please take him. <laughs> they yeah, couldn't got mine cheaper than his brother oh he's the discount yeah. dog yeah he's a discount now i know why at first i thought i was like a good haggler now i'm like oh no you got fucked i'm just yeah. kidding he's not so bad they but won right, like right he right now he's on my lap being so cute but i literally look around and i see three peas and i just want to beat him just kidding <laughs> Just kidding. I mean, Just kidding, not. <laughs> all things to be considered, people. Like, if you're considering getting a puppy, um, a pet that requires a lot of attention and a lot of care, just, you know, maybe listen to the show and see how Jess is. <laughs> maybe don't. <laughs> yeah, maybe don't. Babies are tricky, too. I mean, it's a different thing for a baby and real baby, yeah. but, you know, I can I can speak on both. Um, but, yeah. I the- feel like with babies, you get more of a time to, like, ease into each transition. 
for him, it's just like psycho. And then hopefully you train that out of him after a very long period of time. Yeah, you know, for sure. these babies, you get the newborn stage where you ease into the baby and then you ju- you gradually go, you know? Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> well, you would know better than me. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, I there's just there there's pros and cons. I th- I feel like that's for a whole other episode. <laughs> <laughs> pros and cons to babies. It's not and really puppies. like a quick answer, so that's why I'm a little like, uh, yeah, yeah, as <laughs> it's sort of like. Yeah, it's a human versus a dog. Um, but yeah, we'll save that for another episode. Yeah. Um, we, ha- I mean, we this episode today, we're like, we want to talk about a couple things because it's wedding season. Not yes, that either of us are getting married um, <laughs> the, this particular season. Um, I, well, I will be attending a wedding. Um, you are going to start the wedding planning. Um, so it just felt felt like the time because we also were talking about things outside of the pod and had um, some differing opinions on a few things too. Um, but before we get into it, I just want to thank our product sponsor, Fungal Friend. If you listened last week, you heard us announce that uh, Fungal Friend has joined as a product sponsor of the show. So we're so, so grateful and so excited to have them. Fungal Friend is where we are getting our microdosing capsules. Uh, We are taking Rise, which we cannot recommend enough. We have been loving it. So again, you can go back and listen to a couple of the episodes and listen to like our experiences thus far. But if you are interested in microdosing or have been thinking about it, we totally recommend you start with Fungal Friend. You can order from fungalfriend.com. And you can use discount code HER20 for 20% off your order. And we recommend the Rise Capsules. That's what you microdose with. Um, our episode with Mercedes Cooper, which aired last week, uh, she details like the three different capsules that they offer and their purposes. So um, definitely go back and take a listen or just check them out on fungalfriend.com. And they have all the information. Just to make sure you know, the rise is a microdose, as Lauren said, and the other two are recreational. I just want you to know that before you make any mistakes. Yeah. (laughs) One is microdosing, where you do not get high. The other two are recreational, where you may get high. Just to preface everything. (laughs) But we still recommend listening to the episode with Mercedes Cooper, who is uh, one of the co-owners of Fungal Friend, uh, so you can get all the details. But one more time... Use her twenty at checkout for twenty percent off your order from fungalfriend.com. Awesome. Yeah, so into wedding season. Um, you know, it's kind of started. We're finally getting good weather. We like COVID is over, right? We can say that like COVID restrictions are never coming back. So I think it's safe to say that we can like plan accordingly. And, I'm so nervous uh, to say that. Like, I feel like so superstitious about that. Like, are we jinxing it for the world? Um, but well, or, or do weird. we have to worry about like monkeypox? Monkeypox? <laughs> <laughs> fuck. To be honest, I like. Don't we have really smallpox vaccines? Joke. Do we have those? I don't even know. I don't like. Does that? Well, I don't us? think we have to. I think it's isn't it fucking long gone? Wasn't that the age of like know. the. Pion- no, not pioneers. The pilgrims. Pioneer. <laughs> like, Even pilgrims. Well, what? Sorry, what is a pioneer? <laughs> what is a pioneer? Anyways, you know, know the pilgrims. How, you know, the English came over and gave the the native 
indigenous populations, smallpox on the blankets, you know. Clearly you paid attention in history much more than I did because I cannot even really tell you what a pilgrim or a pioneer is. Well, I don't know what those are either, but (laughs) I'm just saying I know. If you're looking for like a history lesson, this is not the place. This is not the podcast. We know nothing about about our own country's history. About where smallpox came from and whether it was the pilgrims and the blankets. We don't know. Well, I do know it was the blankets, but I I just can't say for sure. It was the colonizers. How about that? Our ancestors. That's a whole other episode as well. You're welcome for that really good history lesson. Like, hopefully that clear. Thorough and informative. Yeah. Yeah. If you were ever like, you know, I really would love to know where smallpox came. Perspective. They'll know. I'll go there for my resource. Oh, yes. I'm sure that's the thought process for everyone checking out our episodes. Hey, I'm really interested in pioneers. I know. <laughs> perspective well now no, but, now you're listening and now you know we are not the place um but yeah yes. like but we back, should know a bit more about canadian we history should. just like, just saying anyways yeah, like i'll google it later uh, back to wedding yeah. season <laughs> stop i don't even know where that came from. like you always say we digress i don't this is like the world's biggest digression ever back to wedding season <laughs> and there was no segue no segue um yeah so i don't even know how to segue back after that back to wedding season so as you guys heard i'll I'll try and bring us back on track as you guys have heard and know um if you're listening to the show regularly and you follow our instagram our lovely jess has been engaged for a couple months now and so you know once you get engaged it's kind of kicks off the planning of the wedding and yeah we said (laughs) not not so much in your case but we have said that we would talk kind of about like some of Jess's ideas and thoughts and um preliminary planning and so we wanted to kind of touch on that yeah totally just some things that are like definite definites for my wedding like I I know for a fact there's these things I definitely don't want included or the things that I do want included. And that kind of like led us to think that um, my thought process is like more on trend, I guess, with what other people are thinking as well for their weddings based on everything that's gone on. Yeah. Well, also, I, I, I feel like we should say that if anybody's new to the show and they haven't like listened to literally every single episode. Um, but yeah, if you're new to the show... You may not have heard the episode where we've talked and or the episodes where we've talked about that Jess is a wedding planner um, on the side. I know you haven't been doing much lately, but uh, so she's pretty in the know of like weddings and all that. So um, and we also had an episode with a wedding planner on um, and that was more of a COVID and weddings discussion. But I mean, if you're interested, definitely check that one out as well. I mean, that was definitely interesting to talk about like how COVID made wedding planning and planners have to really pivot in their businesses and like what kind of changes uh new couples were having to make to like still have some kind of a wedding um but this is kind of the aftermath I guess in a way I think though but I think a lot of the opinions are still because of that you know so for example one of the main things that I am finding now and I certainly want and this was my desire for this was prior to COVID anyways, because, you know, I experienced it. I do not want a sit down dinner like that is. And, you know, because yeah, you did not have one at your wedding. 
to me, the thought of a formal sit-down dinner is, like, the most oppressive thing in the world. I despise the thought of it. But I think because of COVID, a lot of that has changed as well. And people couldn't really do sit-down dinners because they had to be COVID safe. So then they had to pivot in that way. And then it turned out to be, like, kind of cool. You know, you save money. And it's not, like, that fucking 100-hour-long hula, hoopla, whatever. Hula. Hula. Hula is correct. Forever the articulate I am. (laughs) Yeah, I, you know, I think it's kind of, maybe it's like coming back a little bit, but for sure, like I think formal sit down dinners were just not even possible for the last couple of years. Uh, well, the majority of the last couple of years. But I now I'm wondering, like, I feel like people are also, like, bringing that back because they missed it so much. And it's like, well, I didn't want to have a COVID wedding. Or maybe they had, like, a little mini thing. But now they want to do the big, like, ta-da and the whole shebang of, like, having a, a big wedding. Because the, the hoopla. And I do wonder, <laughs> I think people, like, and I'm curious, and I hope our listeners can kind of answer this too, but, like, are people doing, like, two weddings? Like, they had a COVID wedding, and now they're doing, like, a out-of-COVID wedding um, where they're kind I of... I bet you people are. Yeah. Like, I, I It depends like on what they that. had. Yeah. Like, if so, some people were only able, at, like, the, the peak of COVID, were only able to get married, um, like, just the two of them, and then the rest of the people on Zoom, which, to me... I mean, I don't know why you would ever do that. Like, why would you bother? But I, some people desperately wanted to get married, so they just, like, sacrificed it. And so I'm sure they want a, a redo, like, especially if they were so gung-ho to get married. I'm sure they they have that huge importance on the wedding and, like, the marriage, you know, celebration. So I'm sure they are. Yeah, and having everybody attend, for sure. And I agree. And I'm – and this is not – we're not, sh- like – knocking anybody that chose to do the zoom wedding it's just definitely not something that we would have wanted to do or would do I think because if you wanted to get married with and have the wedding like the whole celebration then um you probably just wait like I would have I mean I I get it I guess it's hard um but now that you don't have to wait anymore like I feel like people are really going all out again because I, th- I think, like, people are starting to scale back a little bit, looking for ways to definitely save money. Because wedding industry is so insane and such a business. And, like, the amount Already. of money. that Yeah, exactly. The amount but of money. But as is, but now no, more so, too. Thing, all costs have gone up. So especially yeah. people that hadn't made money for two years, um, like, industries like that, prices have gone up. So I'm sure definitely people are looking to scale back. Yeah, so I was just curious kind of like what has changed? Is anything really different? Um, I guess like if you're Western culture or like Western society, like it doesn't really change much. Like a wedding is a wedding, right? Like, um, but just some of the things that I've know I heard and read about that are a little bit different is people are really opting for like that more experiential wedding where they're having like experiences or themes um they're going with a lot of bright colors it's not so instagram picturesque um anymore there's like the one theme i i've looked into and it's coming up a lot is the bridgerton wedding what about it like people are styling their weddings like bridgerton they are yeah <laughs> no so like they're old-fashioned well i think maybe more of like the pictures so they're having the photo shoots in these sort of 
old Victorian style rooms, um, the colors, the muted pastels, um, and, but I'm sure like some people are like, like in some of the stuff that I was looking at, like, yes, they are modeling their whole attire around like a Bridgerton look. So interesting. And I, I wonder, does that like bleed into the guests? Like are people expecting their guests to wear <laughs> like a Victorian like a style ball gown? <laughs> But I mean, is that crazy though? Like I think people, again, because of COVID, people are excited to really dress up. And that was another thing that I was looking at that people are taking these opportunities to like go all out. The guests, not just the wedding, like the people getting married in the wedding party, the guests are really like using these wedding moments to wear things that they would never normally wear. They're like pulling out those really big statement pieces. Um, but what's who has a statement piece like that? <laughs> well, I don't know, like obviously the specifics, but like I'm not I'm not necessarily talking like my statement Bridgerton ball gown that I've been <laughs> okay, but let's, had in my let's closet for the last three years. Like, is that a crazy <laughs> Can't thing? Can't wait to wear it. <laughs> is that a crazy thing to ask of your guests to now if you're gonna have a themed wedding which i agree with you i think is more um common now of a trend because you're right people want to go all out and it's fun everyone loves like a costume party like you know on halloween but if you're doing a themed wedding are you expected then to like adhere to that theme as a guest so then if this was the case of a bridgerton wedding are you supposed to somehow find like a, a literally a victorian style ball gown or tuxedo for the men and buy that and wear that? I don't know. I think it's or obviously any, so any individual. Theme. But I think you can – I think what happens with themes like that – okay, so, okay, I have a few things on this. Originally <laughs> – I have to formulate my thoughts. Originally, like, years and years ago, I would have been like, oh, no, like, I don't want to do a theme. Like, for some reason, I felt like traditional wedding was like what was necessary. And it, that probably just came from like my upbringing. Like I didn't have tons of wedding experience either. Like I had been to a couple friends' weddings. Um, and then when I got married, yeah, it felt very much like, oh, I need to have the white dress and I need to like do the whole like just like the traditional wedding style. And my, but as we know, I didn't do a formal sit down. I just had um, like hors d'oeuvres, so cocktail reception. But like looking at thing in hindsight now, I probably would love to do some kind of a theme. And I, I'm not the type of person that would make it like crazy where it's like, yeah, go out and find a Bridgerton ball gown. But I think you can always do a play on themes. So maybe it's like the color that you choose. It's how you wear your hair. Maybe it's like jewelry. Like I, I'm sure some people would love the opportunity to go all out and dress up in like the theme of the wedding. Like again, Bridgerton, like some people would love that. But I don't think if you are planning a wedding, you can really expect it to look like a scene right out of Bridgerton with your guests in full Bridgerton garb. Unless because, you pay. Like, unless you're paying. Yeah. Which I mean, who's but paying for that still. for their entire wedding guest list like yeah but I I think that the theme idea is kind of cool because 
you know, it, it's just like when you would look back at those pictures, it's something different. Now, either you could look back and be like, oh, my God, what the hell were we thinking? Like, because I've seen some weddings, like people posting things, no one that we know or anything like that. But like, I, I personally would never do like a, a nightmare before Christmas, like theme, like I that Jack Skellington, all of that stuff was really like popular for a bit i would never do like a disney theme like but i think these are like people that are so like fanatic about these kinds of i'm not into cartoons and yeah so again it's totally individual no shade to anybody who loves any of that stuff it's just not our (laughs) style um but i do wonder like on those kinds of things would you look back at your pictures and be like yeah that was maybe not why did i do that thought out (laughs) like when your children are like mommy um what the fuck is wrong with you but i feel like yeah those people corpse bride (laughs) those people i don't think are like i i put in air quotes like normal people who then just go do something like that i'm sure they already have like that type of lifestyle where that suits them right like it'd be shocking if i guess those are the extreme yeah Yeah. (laughs) like guess what the extreme We'll call those the extreme themes. But I do think, like, the Bridgerton style or, like, Sex and City reboot style, like, things like that, you could do a play on that. Again, the colors, like, the flowers, like, whatever. And I think if I was a guest and I was, like, dead set against participating in the theme, I'd probably be like, well, maybe I shouldn't be a guest. Like, if I'm so unwilling to, like, wear something even sort of of the color, like – why am I even invited? Well, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, if it, it, if it's like a color or something easy, I'm not saying I would be a difficult guest. But again, I would be like, I don't even know the first pl- place to find a ball gown like that. So like maybe I shouldn't come. But like if it was for my best friend or, you know, a really close friend or a family that I loved, like I guess I would suck it up and do it. But to me, I feel like that's just so much to ask for. It's already like your day we understand that and I don't know to me I as a person who's about to plan a wedding like I want my wedding to be the easiest for people I don't want it to be like a whole rigmarole thing I want people to just like literally have the best time because that's what I want I don't want to be having like some elaborate costume or like you know any sort of weird (laughs) events or weird tradition Uh, none of that I just wanted to be like a chill fun time yeah but I again I think it sort of like comes down to the individual if that's an expectation that you have of your guests then I think you need to choose your guest list very wisely and And I'll help you choose I think (laughs) yeah exactly I would find it hard to believe that a and like, let's be real, it's typically the bride that would be expecting this um, versus the groom. But if a bride was like, no, everyone has to dress up like they're fresh out of Bridgerton, like you might have some difficulty with that. But um, I do think that those things look cool now, though, like some like those kinds of themes or, or inspiration, like inspired by. Like I, I do look at that and like, oh, I wish maybe like I considered some of those things like when I was getting I'm married. I'm so surprised Although to I hear had, you say this. <laughs> I know. And I always was like dead set against a winter wedding because I'm so like I'm born in the summer. I love the sun. I'm obviously a sun baby. But now I had attended a winter wedding and was like, this was so beautiful. See, I'm like, not the furs against it. And like yeah. the sparkling and like, Velvets. The, like everything. So you can do like yeah, these like, like really beautiful colors that 
I mean, and this is something Ian would say is like, who says there's summer and winter colors? I believe there are. Like, I would, I do not think that you could or should wear like burgundy in the summer. Like, I personally just have, you know, views on that. So, yes, I was really considering doing a winter wedding. I think with my hair and my skin, I'd look like blend right in with the snow. I think it would look really good. But that also created a whole slew of other issues like, what if there's a big snowstorm and then people can't travel or like, you know, so that's why I, I, that is really why I opted out of doing a winter wedding. Um, just for the worry that I don't want anything to come up that would really hinder that. Yeah. And, uh, like that, what that did affect the wedding that I attended. Um, there, there was a snowstorm and it did affect people being able to actually get to the destination at all or on time. Um, so definitely things to consider there, but again, like I just, I don't think I would necessarily get married in the winter, but I do love them. Same things with like getting married on New Year's Eve. I was like, oh my God, who would do that? Like, that's already a holiday. Like, why would you do that? And now I think that's something that's becoming a little bit like more popular and people are really, again, looking at ways to like double up on the celebration because after COVID everyone just wants to like be out and enjoy people and enjoy like their life and like have these experiences. Um, and so I, I have not attended a Nor have I, wedding, but I'm I not against that have. either. Yeah. I think I'm not against too. that now at all because it's like every year I'm like, Oh, New Year's sucks. Like there's nothing yeah, to do. I want to go to bed I don't want to like go town downtown anymore and like party like those years well, are you're over gone. the age of 23. So of course not. And even trying to throw a house party now, like everybody's waiting till the very last minute and they don't want to say yes to anything because we're all stuck in this like idea that we are still like 23 and there's going to be some crazy rager that we're going to go to and in hindsight or in reality no you're we're all just going to end up at home with like three other people if or no one i actively choose to not do anything because i literally want to sleep through it or you know maybe stay up but with my partner like oh my god i do not like new year's at all so maybe a wedding on it would be fun (laughs) Exactly, because it's something to do for New Year's that you'll never forget. It yeah. would be like such a fun night. Like I, I think, and then again, the glamour of it, the theme around it, yeah, the style, that would be like, really fun, sparkly, like glitzy. Yeah, I like and, that. And that's when you can like kind of do a double theme there too, right? Like you can do sort of like a Great Gatsby New Year's yeah, theme love that. where everyone. I love how you're that. just like coming up with all these themes to do. <laughs> Maybe you should renew your <laughs> vows and get on it. <laughs> I know, but the thing is, I like the idea of all of this. It's the planning that I don't want to do. Like, I I would Ugh, not want to know. do that again. And we did ours, like, so scaled back. I mean, ours was also, like, many years ago. Like, this is well before COVID. And I loved my wedding, and I had a vision, and I was dead set ensuring that my backdrop was a sunset, and it was. And so, nice. like, I was super thrilled by that and the weather was perfect it was September wedding so like um but yeah like I just it's been interesting like seeing things on Instagram and people like talking about weddings and like what they're gonna do and then and I have seen a couple people that I know of not like I haven't attended and they're not in my direct circle but they went all out like the florals on the tables were like humongous and just like the linens and the colors and so I I think that 
people are kind of pulling a little bit away from having that minimalistic style wedding now and they want to get back to the like huge like beautiful go all out formality of like a traditional wedding i think that um is also extending into the pre-wedding celebrations like the bachelorette party so i was reading this yes. article on um nar city i'm sure you guys all saw it as well and um it, it was a woman who's a bridesmaid who is unhappy with having to cover the bride's portion of the bachelorette party so at, people are like doing bigger things now like you know going away for on a trip instead of like remember when a bachelorette party was literally you go downtown and party for the night like maybe you party go to bus sh- yeah but even that was a club. big night like like um our friends that we went to uh you know we had a, we went to one together and it was hotel in the day for the pool and then we go back to the room, get ready, and then we get the party bus, we go to the strip club, and then we get back on the bus, and then we go to the thing. Like, even that was a big night, but now that's, like, a shitty old fucking basic, like, you know, not pulling out all the stops type of bachelorette party, and people are doing things like going on a trip or renting a cottage or, like, whatever. So it's a huge thing, and it's no longer, like, one night, like, you know, how you would think a bachelorette party would be. And then, so anyways, in this article, she was upset that they would have to cover the bride's thing because it was extravagant and then now that's like a whole extra cost you're not only paying for yourself but now the brides and apparently tiktok is like so with her and like so for not having to pay for the bride what do you think should the bridesmaids pay for the bride see that's a tricky one and especially for a big trip yeah like getting into that side of things now especially after covid i do i i mean i always felt it it can get a little much for sure because if you're if you're doing it traditional where you're having the shower and then you're having the bachelorette plus like stag and does people do engagement parties like there there's a lot of things that you can do <laughs> for a wedding yeah and I, okay a side note there i'm a, i'm against like stag and does for the most part like i just i don't know personally if you are trying to raise money to pay for your wedding and then because with stag and does you often invite people that you're not invited I know, to your wedding which i find and that to me is even worse when people have a shower and they invite somebody that they're not inviting to the wedding like it's so gross to me i do find that kind of tacky because you're basically saying like pay for my wedding you're not you important to enough to celebrate come. it with me yeah like i, I just <laughs> want your money yeah it's um, so gross so like don't don't send us like hate dms on this this is just our opinion um agree but guys if you do this like can't you see that that is like okay stag and doe may be a little bit different my example about the shower like what do not invite someone to your shower that you are not going to invite to your wedding like that is insane to me Stag and Doe, I get it because it is set up to be fundraising, which, you know, I, I, I feel the way you feel as well. But like that is at least like a party. Like I've gone to Stag and Doe's when I'm not going to the wedding because it's like whatever. It's fun. Um, but yeah, why the fuck would I do that? <laughs> like now that I think yeah, about it, like, I just, why did I do that? Yeah, I just yeah, for me, it's it's not it's not for me. It's a no for me. <laughs> But I think that that's like Um, already set up as a premise. Like people already know that there's a, you know, that that happens at Stag and Doe's. 
Yeah, uh, totally. Like, yeah, of course. Like, if you're going, you're probably aware of the fact that you may not be invited to the wedding, especially if you're going, like, with a friend to their friends, like, stag and doe, and it's just like, yeah, 10 bucks, come, blah, blah, we'll drink, we'll party, whatever. Totally. Like, if that's fun for you, then do that. I just personally would not have one if I was, like, well, I'm married. I did not have a stag and doe, <laughs> and we were both, my husband and I, were dead set against it. We are like, no, I'm we don't dead set do against that. it. I'm not going to do a yeah, stag and so, doe. I'm not going to do an engagement party. Like, I know we did something small with the girls, but, like, I'm not going to do a whole f- shebang uh, hoopla. Here we go again with that. But I, to me, I just think, like, I'm a grown-ass woman. Um, I'm, You know what I mean? Like, I don't want you to help me fundraise for my wedding. Not to put shade on people who did do that. Some, like, smaller towns, like, that's a thing. I don't know if it's, like, for us, we're, I don't know. Like, none of our friends, like... You know what I mean? It wasn't like really popular in my friend group or your friend group or our friend group. I don't think. Well, I think also sometimes um, some people have had them if they're getting married like overseas. So maybe their partner is not from for Canada or Ontario, right. for example, for simplicity's sake. And they're going to have a wedding in a different country um not like a destination wedding but like they're getting married in a different country so they have this stag and doe as sort of like a pre-party for to party with the people that definitely wouldn't be able to attend the wedding or like right. that's just not what their style is so like they're not inviting everybody to attend their overseas wedding so i mean I get why they are done, and I agree. I think they're also done if you're, like, a much younger couple and maybe you have, like, absolutely no, like, help with, like, from family. I really had, like, Jess and I essentially had none. Um, Our family just weren't in the position to be able to, like, pay for weddings, nor did we expect that. So, obviously, they all, all things serve a purpose, and we're not shading any of it. We're just talking about our preferences and our opinions here. Um, But, yeah, like, I, it's just... I do feel like things become a bit much. Like, things can really snowball with a wedding, anything to do with the planning. And, yeah, same with the engagement party. I, I, I feel like there's a line that sometimes needs to be drawn. When is it, like, it? what is this about? Is this about, like, showing off your, the fact that you're going to marry the person that you're, like, in love with? And so, and seeing how, like, are we also trying to, like, you know, judge our friends on like how much effort they're going to put into you for during this time. Like I do find, because obviously we've all been in weddings. We've all experienced being a bridesmaid. I've experienced being a bride. Um, So you kind of start to see like what weddings do to people and friendships and relationships. And that's why I think that it's, it's a really, really fine line when you get into like all of the events, like, the stag and doe, the engagement party, the shower, the bachelorette, the bachelor party, um, whatever. I don't know if there's other things that typically go along with the weddings. And then the wedding itself, right? So Yeah, then the wedding. <laughs> yeah. And and what kind of expectation you put on your guests or your bridal party. And I and like that's also something that I've been hearing. Like I was talking to someone the other day and they were in going to be attending and in a few weddings, and they were saying like people are not having um bridal parties anymore because it's just causing too much like issues and and also the person was that I was talking to was saying that when people are on their second wedding they're really foregoing like the bridal party and um yeah that makes sense too like if you have a second baby you don't really have a second shower unless 
you know, there's a lot of time in between. You know what I mean? Like, I get that mentality as well. And also, usually, the first wedding is, like, you know, your big celebration. And I think people feel, like, kind of almost bashful to have, like, it again. Because it's like, well, I already did my big wedding. So, it's kind of, like, a bit much to now ask everyone to do it again. Like, it, I feel like it. they feel like it might cheapen it or something. Um, but, I mean... Well, I feel like there's, a, there's still a negative connotation that comes with a second wedding because that probably means you got divorced. Obviously, well, we know, yeah. not in all situations, but I would think the ratio on why you're having a second wedding is due to a divorce is much higher than the other reasons like it could death. be. Um, yeah, only being a widow or widower. And again, like, great. If you can find love again for whatever reason, we're here for that. <laughs> Of course. Yeah, of course. <laughs> we hope you find love again. <laughs> I wasn't just meaning if someone died. Oh, my God. We hope you move on and have a healthy life. <laughs> In case <Yeah>. you're wondering. <laughs> We wish you all Don't the happiness in so, the world. like, <laughs> negative and bad about it. Like, yeah, I mean, good. Lauren does not want you to be happy. Again. <laughs> you must mourn forever. <laughs> you know what? That's a whole other episode, yeah. trying to find love in this day and age. I'm telling you. We'll, we'll, be, we'll be doing an episode on that, too. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I just think, I think there's still just a negative connotation around that. And people yeah. maybe feel like, yeah, like you said, bashful and like maybe judged and things like that. But even one of the things that I really wanted to talk about, and this is where we really wanted our listeners to like chime in too when this episode comes out. Like we'd love to get like DMs from you guys and tell us what you think. So there's always the issue around plus ones with weddings if you're doing that traditional style wedding. Now, for our wedding, we wanted to keep it small. Because we really, really, truly wanted the people to be there that, at that time anyway, that we like knew and loved and that were in our lives and they were important to us and they really, truly knew us. Um, We weren't about to have like my mom's cousins, sisters, brothers, uncle like attend, you know what I mean? Like it was just like, I don't even know that person. I've seen them for eight seconds in my entire life. Like, no, they're not coming. and it did kind of come down to cost, too. It was like, why are we going to invite a ton of people that we'll see them for, like, 20 minutes that night, and then we'll go back to our lives and never see them again, just like we did prior to the wedding. Do they know we exist? Yes. Were they? Are they family, maybe? Yes. But that doesn't mean they need to be at my wedding. And that's, I, you know, people may be like, oh, my God, that's so terrible of you. But no, we were very firm on that. So we were also firm on the plus one thing because we felt again if we don't know you or love you or like want us like we feel that you need to part be part of our day you're not coming like yeah i think the guest just, list is we're tough on that i think it's the hard to it's hard as it is everyone i i mean personally i know for me i want to do my very best to keep the guest list low because i don't want to have a million people that i don't again don't give a fuck about like you said but then you also have to consider your partner, which, I mean, I guess I have to consider Ian in that. And then it also comes into the fact of the matter is if you are getting money from your parents. So even if I'm so, OK, for my family, I'm not getting well, I'm sure my parents will give me a very nice, generous gift. But, you know, I'm not planning my wedding, anticipating getting money from them. But my mom and her friends 
they all go to each other's kids' weddings. So it's like, should I be the one that says, no, mom, you're the one that's not going to have your friends? Like, you know what I mean? I'm not saying all of them, just saying like long-term family friends, like they all go to each other's kids' weddings. So for me, I feel like I'm obligated to invite, let my mom have, you know, and my dad have like their number of people. And then like, like, I've talked to people who are planning a wedding and their motto was they're not going to invite anyone who th- their partner has not met. So then you think that that's easy, but it's not because then it's like, well, you haven't met my, you know, person. But to me, it's super important. So then that's complicated. And that's why Ian and I are doing a destination wedding because we can just invite everyone and whoever wants to come comes. And then I don't give a fuck. That whole stress is now off my plate. Absolutely. And I mean, that's definitely a way to get around it for sure, because you're not offended if people cannot attend your wedding because destination weddings are expensive and that's time off. And there's like a lot of factors that go into it. So, I mean, I I loved the destination wedding we went to. It was a ton of fun. It was expensive, but we hadn't really been on vacation in a while. So it kind of all worked out and they were close friends of ours. And so it was important. And also we were in the wedding, so kind of had to go. Um, (laughs) I mean, we were asked to be in the wedding. Um, Had we said no, then obviously like things would be different. But we were both uh, part of the bridal parties. So I just like, but I don't think. And so with the destination, that's different. It's not really about plus ones and things like that. It's like, hey, if you want to bring someone my opinion on destination not giving a plus one is sort of like why because you it's different you don't you don't have to pay for them like unless it's like a room not at all yeah like unless it's like a room block situation where you only had so many and you completely had that block filled like you knew you could fill that block um but then that wouldn't wouldn't really affect a plus one unless (laughs) Like, right, but unless it's like one of those situations where we expected people to like maybe share with family, I don't know. Obviously, but that's a crazy like thing to expect reasons. as well. Like, oh, and you have to bunk with somebody. Like, that's very weird. I and that's the thing. Like, that's why weddings are so interesting, and that's why I say like, and that's why I'm firm. I think destination is different. I don't, I don't understand why someone would say, oh yeah, you can't have a plus one at the destination because it doesn't affect you the same way number wise it it's also selfish because now when you're imposing your wedding on a vacation it's not like people get a hundred vacations a year usually it's just right. the one so if you're gonna dictate how your guests spend their one vacation for the year you have to be i think more accommodating or even a little bit accommodating you know what i mean yeah and i think that kind of goes without saying with for destination weddings again like you kind of if you are going to choosing to get married abroad and you are having an actual wedding there and you're inviting people like your friends and your family, yeah, you kind of just have to like, ex- and I mean, we, we say this, you kind of have to, this is our opinions on it, but like some people are just like, no, it's my fucking wedding. I don't care where it is. It's being done the way I want it. And like, yeah, also true. But I'm talking more about like the plus one situation when you're, here like when you are getting married at a venue in the place that you live um because i still stand firm that if you don't have a like a relationship maybe there's something like the people don't get along because like not everybody loves everybody's partner um like or their friends or whatever right so i don't think that it is an obligation to invite somebody's 
partner. Now, that being said, if you feel that way, then you need to kind of expect there's probably going to be some backlash. Now, is that yes. something you can deal with? Yeah. Would it, is it easier for you to just invite that person and have no backlash? Or are you fine with not inviting that plus one and dealing with potential backlash? Like, I think that's more of the question because it's like, what the fuck? Like, well, with any decision like girlfriend that. or my boyfriend, my husband, my wife, whatever, like whatever the status of those, that plus one situation could be. Yeah, and I disagree. I really, I know how I would feel if I was being invited to a wedding. I would want my partner there. It's like a day of love. So I really believe that um, plus one should be invited. Now, if it is, I, I see how there can be exceptions. So say you have like a group of work girlfriends and you definitely don't know their spouses and there's like a nice little amount of them to be together. I would probably not invite their spouses, but like for my friends, because you, you know, you're inviting those work people and it's not even like they're like the closest people in your life. So that's why for my friends, I would definitely say, I want you guys to have like a great night. I want you to feel special and I want your spouse to be there. Of course, if you don't want your spouse to be there, that is fine too. (laughs) Um, But I really think that it should be like, a plus one situation like I wouldn't want Ian to go to a wedding with all of his buddies and party all night and I'm not invited you know like I would want to be there and have fun too yeah and and that's fair like I mean you kind of have maybe more of that like FOMO feeling around that where as I I think it comes down to why because if you're not invited as a plus one there's a good chance you know why yeah or you I think don't know them and I get yeah, that and in aspect. Our, yeah, and in our situation with our lack of plus ones for people, we were we had the conversations with our friends that we were like, hey, it has nothing to do. We just don't really know that person. Um, you know, we're really trying to keep it small, like affordability wise. Like we were, we were, we were more transparent. It wasn't just like we dropped off an invitation and it was just like, also do not even think about fucking bringing anyone. Like it wasn't. <laughs> By the fucking way. Okay. I think there's By something the way, to discern here. you do not here. get a plus one. <laughs> you piece of shit. <laughs> no, I think there's something to discern the difference here. Getting a plus one for the sake of a plus one, it's like, your friend's name and guess because you don't even know the plus one and it's like a date is one thing excluding like their spouse perhaps or like you know long-term partner that's another thing but that's why I say I think if that is a situation that arises you probably know why there's probably a reason that those people have that they're saying like I don't care for you to be at my wedding like it's just because you, I think, and and I'm not trying to be rude to you, because I know we respectfully disagree with each other, like our opinions differ on this, but it's more about like, I feel like that is a little bit selfish uh, from a guest standpoint, because it's like, I, um, I'm the one getting married. This is my day. I'm supposed to only get to do this one time. So yes, I want to be surrounded by the people that I know and love. Obviously things change like later in life. So would I have some different people at my wedding? now yeah I would yeah uh a lot actually yeah um <laughs> me <but> for starters <laughs> yeah exactly but we weren't as close then like it no was just, and that totally it wasn't makes an inst- sense. It, we didn't dislike each other we just didn't have well the you were just gonna invite any old seven fucking years person ago. off the street 
<laughs> yeah. So, I mean, again, exactly. Like, if I had to do it over again, things would be quite a bit different in terms of the guest list. Um, so it was – but for me, I was – I don't even consider this being selfish, but for like simplicity's sake of explaining myself is that like, yeah, I was, it was like a selfish perspective for Justin and I, it was like, if we don't know you or really like you or whatever, like it's my day when I go through all my pictures, when I look out into the guests, like the seated guests, when I'm like saying my I do's, I want to look at every single person's face and be like, you're there for me because you truly like love me and I want to be there. And I want to look out and be like, oh my God, thank you for being here because this is like a big day. This is a huge day. I'm committing my life to somebody. Like it's, it's, it's a big day. Was and there an, a so person specifically that you had to like cut some, like, like a spouse or a partner? Like there was a few people that we were both friends with, like, like friends of Justin's more so, or friends of mine more so that we were, would love to have had at the wedding um, but we didn't really know their partner or their spouse. And like we had met, but we didn't like know them. And if we had invited, everybody gave those like few people. I mean, it really wasn't a lot. Like, I don't even think it was like five people. Um, but it would have just put us over our, like our, our number limit. Well, and that's we the had case. capacity for our venue too. Exactly. And capacity so it was like, is, it's not like there's like a 10 or five person leeway with capacity. It is what it is. But it's like. If we wanted to, like, if we wanted to just, for example, have a 100 cap, no more people than 100. If I invited those three plus ones, for example, that's three other people that I couldn't have invited of people that I actually wanted to be there and that I actually knew. So to me, we were, that was something that we talked about right away and we were really firm on because it was just like, no, like this is our one day and we were paying for all of it essentially. Like we paid we had, you know, a tiny bit of help here and there. So it was also that factor. It's like I t- – and my my parents tried that. They tried – more my mom tried to pull that. Like, oh, well, so-and-so and so-and-so. And I was like, I have not seen that person in friggin' 15-plus years. Like, I love them. That's great. Like, I appreciate that you would consider them important enough to come. But I don't know them anymore. Like, I was literally a child. They don't know me. They don't know my children. I had children before we got married. Um so it was like, I'm sorry, no. And I, and then I said, like, are you going to pay for them? And I hate, ma- like, I didn't love, tr- like, kind of making it about money. But that was a factor. And so my mom and dad were like, well, what do you mean? And I was like, well, no, I'm not, like, paying for their space, basically, at my wedding for the two hours or so that they're there that I will probably won't even see them or speak to them, right? Because, like... We all know what it's like. Everybody wants to talk to the bride and groom. Like, you're pulled in a million different directions. Like, you kind of – that's the other thing. You almost – you enjoy your day, but you almost don't get to, like, really be that's in it. That's what I want to make sure. Because all over the place. I want so to not do that at my we wedding. Firm. And it's almost impossible not to because everyone wants to talk to the bride especially. But that's why you want to have the people you want there. So you also want to talk to the guests. Exactly my (laughs) point. I don't want to be grabbed by somebody that I haven't seen in 15 plus years. And And have them, you know, want to know, exactly, want to know everything about my life. Tell me everything about theirs. And now if I had six different people of that, like, that fall under that category at my wedding, that could have, that could take up my whole night. And now I've not spoken to the people that I love and care about. So yes, we were very firm on that and I I feel no ways about it. And I believe that anybody getting married that feels that way, I agree with them because like 
lots of things can happen also at a wedding. Like you just don't want there to be space for anything to be negative or anything to take away from what your dream is, your vision is, like what you want to feel that day. So that's where I stand on it. If you are not inviting someone to be spiteful, like just to be nasty, well then fuck, like you need to reevaluate all of that. (laughs) Yeah. Honestly, Um, I don't know anybody that's done that. I don't, I personally, I don't personally know anybody that has done that, but, um, I just think again, if you don't have a relationship with that person and you don't have like strong feelings towards them, whatever the case is, you don't have to invite them. And if they're offended, that's their problem. Well, I need you to come in like, that sounds like a you problem. (laughs) Then I need you to do like the final glance over my guest list because I'm sure there are people that I just don't like I guess have the balls to like cut it's not that I'm scared to ruffle feathers but I just feel like probably I would be I don't know like I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings but again you're right So then you're more worried about the aftermath you're not worried about like the day you're worried about like what will happen if I don't and, well, and that's, I guess and that's fair too and that's why that's we're doing fair. a destination like, wedding I, I want the onus exactly. off me and there's other reasons why we want to do a destination wedding as well it's not literally because I'm a pussy when it comes to the guest list it's more along <laughs> the lines of um unfortunately Ian and I grew up in different cities everyone I know and love is in Toronto everyone he knows and loves is in St. Catharines and yes there's been some overlap but not enough I we're two families coming together so um you know unfortunately our families aren't really have not really yet come together so um what better well, yeah, way to I have mean, everyone COVID played a big together. factor in that too right? 100% like, 100% I mean, and I think that is probably weighing in on other people's like wedding plans too like this year and and in like next year because so many people canceled had to push back like made all sorts of like concessions um now and then now you've got all the people that would have naturally gotten married like engaged and married in 2022 combined with the people that had to wait so like from 2020 and 2021 yeah yeah, exactly. So there's so much competition and like you said, like price has gone up. So like there's a lot of different factors that are contributing to like wedding planning now too. And so that's why even more so we've seen what happened to the world. Like one day everything's fine. We're all just living our lives. The next day the world was literally shut down um, for two years. So I think yeah. if for wedding stuff, like this is more of a reason to do exactly what you want to do what your vision is because you never know how life could change in an instant. Yeah, and honestly, like, you would know as a bride, do you want your wedding, the best day of your life, to be something that you look back on and have anything but, like, extremely fond, happy memories? Like, you know, and I think it's tough to please everyone, bottom line. It's tough to please yourself sometimes for me. Like, I know how that feels. So, it, you know... Maybe there's going to be a situation where not everyone is fucking happy, but just try your best and bottom line, do what you want to do. And brides, the one piece of advice that I can give is, you know, I guess like an ex wedding planner, just since I haven't done it since COVID, um, is I, I would say enjoy your day because like you said, Lauren, even at your own wedding, it flies by so quick. You're pulled in a hundred directions. You barely get to, you don't even eat. And like, why? I did not. I know. Yeah. And like, why that sucks that to me that's a nightmare I want 
every bride to eat, enjoy their meal that they're paying for for a hundred or more people. Everyone to enjoy all the people there, enjoy all the final little touches that you spent so long planning. Like, I wish that brides would just focus on that. Wear a goddamn comfortable dress. Like, oh, I feel bad for all those. Well, that's just that it. Like the pressures come in. Yeah, like the pressures come in big time. No matter how hard you fight against it, how like firm you are on your decisions the pressures come in and like even like for a bride to like a friend of mine if they were getting married and like I wouldn't even be offended if I you know it was a relationship where I was like oh I would probably be a bridesmaid and I wasn't I'm not offended by that because if we are that close like we're good friends but like you're just like yep these are like my people whatever for the bridal party it's like we're good like Quite frankly, I don't really want to be one because <laughs> it's a lot of work. But for the people I love, of course, if I was asked, I would do it. But it's just like, I think people put so much, like when people get married, what happens is all of a sudden it's no longer about the couple. It's about each individual person. Everybody treats somebody else's wedding like their day. Like how are they going to feel? And will they be offended by this? And well, I don't want, I hope she doesn't pick this color. I'm not wearing that color. All of a sudden somebody else's wedding becomes all about the individual person and not the couple it's very very strange to experience and witness and i've been on both sides of it now yeah yeah you know what i think it's it would be nice if things kind of were back in the scaled out way you know back in the day where people got you know their closest family and friends together had some cake maybe a little bite to eat and then it was what it was, and it wasn't a whole fucking, you know, huge well, thing. Well, now everybody's doing it for Instagram, too, right? Like, if, it, and, if it's well, not it was on Pinterest. social, did it even happen? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I think that it would I, – I mean, I want to go back personally to the simpler times. I don't know how I will feel after I've done the wedding. Like, But at this moment, again, I think it's because I'm older. Like, I realize the value of a dollar. I don't want to waste my money on – on like the extravagant shit for social media I could care less so yeah like I mean that's the thing like you're more you will be more of a mature bride so you kind of understand that like no I, I just want to marry Ian like I just it's I just not about eat. anything else yeah and I want my friends and like closest family to to see that and be part of it and like have these memories for us and with us and it's not so much about like oh how fucked up can we get at the bachelor and bachelorette and how like you know like the stupid things that people fight about like the shoe color and the dress color and like this like if like i think that when you're younger the pressures make those things become more important instead of like what really is important and I I mean I fell into that trap a little bit like I think I did a pretty good job but I did fall into it too like it's hard not to so I'm not knocking anybody but with this wedding episode we're trying to bring some perspective being from a planning perspective from somebody who's been a bride and some and both of us have been multiple bridesmaids so it's like as we're approaching wedding season if you're someone who's engaged and you're getting married and you're thinking about these things like it's just take a minute take a beat and really just think about like why are you getting married in the first place and like what does that mean to you and if you want to have an extravagant wedding that's amazing if you can afford it and do it but still the guests should still be important 
Like, I know there's cultural aspects and we really didn't touch on we that. We did not touch on it at all because neither of us are. Yeah. I can't. Yeah. Yeah, same. exactly. But, like, we're talking just more from that, like, traditional, like, Western style wedding, Western culture style wedding where it's just, like, what we've seen and experienced over the years and, like, how COVID has shaped things. Like, it's it really just comes down to, like, it's you and this person getting married and who do you want to see that and be part of it? And hopefully, like, those people are the ones that stay in your life forever and ever. But, like, realistically, things change. People change. So don't fear that either. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Like, that's part of my advice. Like, don't fear that some of those relationships, the day of your wedding, may not be the same, like, a couple of years later. It's just natural part of life, too. Yeah, totally. And there's nothing you can do about it, so. Yeah. So, I mean... <laughs> This was a fun chat. Yeah. I love talking about these things because I love the perspective aspect of it. Obviously, her perspective aspect of it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think that, you know, it's just something important to kind of reflect before you, like, say your I do's. Yeah. And try to keep yourself as happy as possible while you're doing it. And absolutely everyone listening we want to hear your opinions on all this like were we crazy did you have a different experience let us know yeah what are your thoughts on the plus one we want to hear <laughs> and as always remember to follow us at perspective underscore podcast rate review subscribe thanks guys thank you bye, bye.